Greetings, everyone. This is Lou DiCepoli from Heritage Financial Advisory Group. Welcome to our fourth quarter market update. There's a lot of different topics here, and uh, we'll spend uh, a brief overview on each one, give you an idea of what we're seeing and what we think you can expect for the fourth quarter. So with that, let's get right to it. Uh, I will tell you there's a lot of time and energy that goes into compiling this data. There's a lot of things that we look at through our analytics and quantitative information that we analyze. And we think that in the end, it helps us make very important investment decisions. And uh, so this is what we've put together. Let's just do a quick review of the third quarter, uh, which was July through September. The markets were very strong. The Dow was up 7.6% for the quarter. The S&P was at 11, uh, excuse me, 8.4%. And the NASDAQ was at 11%, led by a lot of the big technology companies. Um, so that was a very strong quarter following uh, a very good second quarter as the economy continues to uh, reopen and people get back to work and, and uh, are living their everyday normal lives. Let's do a quick update on the economy. The GDP, which is the gross domestic product, was negative for the quarter and it was down about 31%. The good news is the projected forecast for the next quarter should be up 35%. So these numbers will be erratic as the, uh, the economy gets back to full employment and companies are uh, operating at 100%. So that's why you see these numbers uh, with a big uh, difference between them. Retail sales, which is a leading indicator, has been very strong. After plummeting about 23% in the first quarter, they have rebounded to a positive of 28% plus. So that's a, that is a, a good indicator that uh, consumers are out they're visiting retail uh, shops and spending money and a lot of money that's been saved and accumulated during the COVID shutdown. So people are out there spending the money at this point. Unemployment is also very important. We mentioned the last time that it was over 14% in March. Currently, it's at 7.9%. The next report is expected on Friday, November 6, which is post-election. It comes out the first Friday of every month. Uh, just for some informational uh, perspective, Nevada has the highest unemployment rate in the country at 13% and the lowest at 4% is Nebraska. Housing market, another great leading indicator, continues to hit new all-time highs, which is a very good sign for the economy, not just the housing, but all the ancillary products and services that go along with it. What is the reason? Well, there are several. Uh, low inventory of housing on the market, uh, great mortgage interest rates fueled by what the Federal Reserve is doing. And I think you've seen through the whole COVID situation is that there are people who are looking for bigger homes, bigger properties, people who may continue to work at home. They need offices, they need gyms, they need more yard space for the kids. And this is all contributing to a very robust housing market. Let's talk about stimulus. Right now, as we speak, Congress is negotiating another stimulus package. There have been several already, uh, which includes monies for families, 
additional unemployment benefits and the payroll protection program. Keep in mind that the interest rate policy here set by the Federal Reserve, as they tell us, is going to stay extremely low through 20 of 22. Now, that's bad for people saving money uh, with savings accounts, money markets, and CDs, but it's good for loans, car loans, mortgages, home buyers, etc. So it's a double-edged sword, but overall, low interest rates can help the overall economy. Either party who wins the White House on November 3rd is expected to come out with another stimulus package. So we're just waiting to see how big it'll be and what some of the refined details are. Another topic I want to cover is in center, in, uh, investor sentiment. Investor sentiment is something that we look at. It's all based on uh, polls. And actually, the sentiment today, considering where the market has been all throughout this year, is not much different than it usually is. Currently, 35% of investors are bullish or positive on the markets. The historical average is 38%, so we're not far from there. 39% of investors are bearish or negative on the market, uh, and typically the average is 31%. So contrarian belief is not a bad indicator uh, where things usually work out to be positive. When you have a high number of people in a particular camp thinking one way, a lot of times the market does the other way. But these numbers are not far off from where they usually are. What we do see, though, is that the average investor uh, continues to be uh, underinvested. They have fear that there's another crash coming due to perhaps a relapse of COVID and the economy shutting down. There are fears about uh, an outcome of the election. So, you know, all of these things, um, while they may be, they have some substance to them, our fundamental data that we look at doesn't really show us that there is time for concern. Certainly, there's, it's volatile, and we don't expect that to go away anytime soon. And you'll see it leading up to the election and probably post-election. But, uh, you know, on the average, we let our fundamentals speak to where we should be. And we're seeing that staying on the sideline now um, and not participating in the markets is really not a good thing to be doing. The fear and greed indicator is neutral. And uh, so that's good that neither one is too high. It's right in the middle uh, because that's something that when, when the fear level is high, sometimes uh, the markets will go in the other direction or, or positive. But right now it's kind of right, you know, right um, in the middle and by no means overheated. Let's talk about the election. Currently, we would say that we are in a bull market. We've been in here for a number of years and we would expect that regardless of the outcome of the election, bull market would continue. It doesn't exempt us from the volatility. So bull markets are not born, or nor do they die with an outcome of an election. Could it end sooner based on policy change? It's possible, but we don't see it coming abruptly to an end, and that's important for investors to know. Uh, the other thing is that on our portfolio strategy, we continue to see that the technology-related companies, uh, typically the NASDAQ index, it has been the leader. And what we saw in the month of September is that as good as the technology companies were doing, they took a bit of a step back. And that is not unusual. 
We typically see that once or twice a year. And since the uh, setback in technology, it has regrouped itself and started October very strongly. So this, that area continues to be where profit margins are the highest, the product development is always changing and new ideas are coming out. And anyone who's been at home during the COVID uh, situation has probably utilized different areas of technology that they've never used before, whether it was doing things with friends and, and, or work-related things with Zoom and videos and files and e-signatures and things like that. So there's a lot of things that continue to come out and we are continuing to stay invested in those areas, uh, but at the same time, it can be volatile. And when the volatility presents itself and we see an opportunity to utilize cash, we will do so and venture into either new positions or add to ones that we have. Um, buying opportunities are where investors can really make their money. Uh, no one likes to see that buying opportunity, which means the market has stepped back. But we see it as an opportunity, again, for longer-term investors to continue to uh, buy in at attractive prices and uh, move forward and participate in earnings growth. We want these companies with good products, good services, and great cash flow. So with that, that's just a very quick overview of what we see. And once again, the common theme, as it always seems to be every quarter, is volatility. We're not concerned with it. We have to welcome it. And as I think all of you know now, headlines can drive this market. Non-financial headlines are very good about moving this market in the same way that financial ones can move it as well. But we see that the non-financial headlines are moving it uh, equally as much. So with that, if you have any questions, please reach out to us. We'd love to have you come in. We are doing um, in-office meetings. We are doing Zoom meetings. Uh, and of course, we're always available over the phone. So feel free to reach out. If we can be of help to you in any other way, please let us know. Or if we can be of help to any other family members or friends, let us know that as well. So with that, we thank you for tuning in. Stay well, stay safe, and stay diligent in the investment process. And we will get you to where you need to be. Thank you for watching.